When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Great voice of Supercars Hall of Famer Neil Crompton, who has a book coming out shortly, an autobiography written by Aaron Noonan called The Best Seat in the House. And the great man joins us right now. Neil, thanks for giving us your time, mate. G'day, Steve. G'day, Murph. How are you? We are good. We are very good. Congratulations on an autobiography. But can I just say quickly, it's nice to have you back after your, your wee health scare with uh, prostate. I'm an ambassador for the Prostate Cancer Foundation here in New Zealand, and it's a, uh, it's a beatable one, and we're just so happy you're back in the seat. It was so good to see you with the e-racing, mate. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, nice to be vertical again. It wasn't a good time, and um, certainly a bit frustrating uh, for someone that's been active uh, flat to the boards for the majority of his life. So uh, I consider it to be a pit stop. And um, <laughs> like those pit stops that we've both been through um, over the years where they, they dive you in, start ripping bits off and then send you out in a hurry with a bit of tape on, that's me. Well, it's good to have you back, mate. You, um, you you just said before about uh, how you run flat chat all the time, and you do, mate. I, I take my hat off to you in respect of uh, how hard and uh, how committed you are in, in so many different facets of the sport and also in uh, production of um, uh, so many different things around motorsport as well. I mean, the, the amount of work you do and the team that you've got around you that that's put together so much different content for um, so many different things and the work that you do and interviewing and travelling around the world, not so much at the moment, but the uh, the stuff that you've created is just phenomenal. I, I, I want to know, uh, how long did Aaron Noonan um, propose this little project and how long before you said yes? Uh, well, first of all, thank you, Murph, for the little wrap. You can do my PR in future, so thank you for that. Um, <laughs> the... Um, the truth of the matter is that Noonan has been hassling me for a while and I've been flat batting him saying, no, nah, not interested, don't want to know, go away, you're a pest, which he is. And um, I haven't really kind of engaged in the process at all. He's a mate, by the way, everybody, so please don't be offended, New Zealand, yeah. I'm slagging the guy who co-authored my book. Um, but he's, um, he's a persistent little devil and... Uh, Eventually, uh, I took another couple of calls from the publisher and from a, from a management company that said you really ought to do it. So I eventually succumbed to the notion. And the truth of the matter is that I didn't really think it would be terribly interesting or anybody would want to read it. But mm-hmm. it turns out, well, I, I, I believe there might be three sold in New Zealand because I heard on the grapevine that you guys are going to give away a couple. So that's two. <laughs> and uh, my old Well, they're free. Steve Horn, they're they're one free. We're not paying for So them. that's three. That's, that's three. Well, they're giveable. At least they're out there. <laughs> so um, yeah, so uh, he eventually broke through 
and we you know we decided to press on and do it and uh, so it was a long slow burn I can tell you it was uh, it was probably sort of 12 months of nagging on his part and then I ummed and ahed for a while and then it took quite a long time to actually put the damn thing together. What did you enjoy most about it? Was it just sitting back and remembering? Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Oh, I must tell the story. Well, as Murph will tell you, um, Aaron's very good at understanding the order of everything in the sport. He's he's really mm. the go-to guy for all the facts and figures that support motorsport, probably in New Zealand as well. So he's got a tremendous knowledge. He's actually got a very strong business that's built around understanding the history of the sport. So. You know, for those of us that have participated in it, we've got all the broad blocks of, yeah, I kind of did that in this year and I wore that suit or I drove for that team or I crashed into that guy, I wore that um, fence, whatever the case may be. But but the, the really dirty detail kind of belongs to the people who've got a lot more knowledge and passion. So thankfully he was able to put it all in some sort of an order because I was... Oh, you know, this happened or that happened. He goes, no, mate, you've got it wrong. You've got the, you've got the years around the wrong way or whatever the case may be. So... Um, it was an interesting process to just lay it all bare and, and it probably made me stop and think. To begin with, you you tend to skim the approach to it, but the more I got into it, uh, the more I began to enjoy it. And um, and it's a bit cathartic in a sense, and particularly given that it, mm. that it then hit at the exact time that I got unwell. So um, it became a handy distraction uh, from the from the cancer problem that I had to some extent and you know sort of sat down and unpacked it but i i did enjoy recalling certain things that were foggy and then we build a bit more detail and i'd ring mom or i'd ring an old teammate or i'd try and remember how to put all the blocks back together and hopefully make something that won't put people to sleep <laughs> well, I, I, it's definitely not going to put people to sleep. And what i what i love about this and i i can't wait to to read it is that you know, it, it's the stuff that you were so passionate and immersed in, in your in your racing side of things that that many people um, that maybe have only got to know you or, or you know or listened to you over the last maybe five, ten, fifteen years won't understand or realise the things that you did and you chased uh, around the world and and your American escapades. Uh, are one because we, you and I, have a love with American racing and IndyCar and those kinds of things, and 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 I have no doubt that there's, and I hope that there's some some you know detail in there around when you went touring car racing over there and your relationship with Steve Horn and the and the, the time you spent around IndyCar and your dream to actually race IndyCar. You're very much so. I'm hugely passionate about it, and I'm still connected to it because I'm still doing a little bit of work in the background here and there on it. So. I, I love it. I've always loved it. Um, and I was lucky enough, as you well know, Greg, to go and drive for Steve, who has been a great mentor and friend uh, and, a, and a wonderful team leader uh, that I got to work with. So uh, I spent a chunk of 96, all of 97 and a chunk of 98 over there with um, the Tasman Motorsports Group, um, You know, which ultimately you, was the name you gave your team here locally at one point. And, uh, and that was great. But many friends over there and... and um, I think the first time that I ever went and saw cars at Indy would have been in the late 80s or early 90s, and I was driving a Formula Hold before you came along, and I took my then engineer with me who who had worked in the industry over there, and we stood down inside the Turn 1 uh, snake pit, they call it, um, on the run into the first corner down at Indy there and watched... It was Michael Andretti, ironically, that arrived, and I've since had a conversation with him about it, and I just could not believe the velocity of this racing car. And this is in the pre 
centre accident era when the cockpit sides of the cars were lower. So you could see the driver and you could see him working the wheel. And you know, as you know, we listen for when people lift off or when they brake or the way in which they're treating the throttle and driving the car. And I'm thinking, OK, lift, 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 and he didn't. And he just howled into the first corner. You know, the average lap speed at that point is 235-odd miles an hour back in that cast era. Um, you know, convert that into straight line speeds on the main straight. You're talking 400 kilometres an hour. And I could see, and I thought to myself, oh, my goodness. And then I could see his hands on the wheel. And then I realised that it's not that kind of lazy left turn that some people think oval track racing is. He was chasing the car. It was a riot about from underneath him and whacked the wall. And it blew me away. And the hair stood up and I went, you know, wow. And then obviously we've seen him at road racing and street course events and they're pretty phenomenal things. I mean, it's so cool that, you know, you've now got McLaughlin over there and there's been a string of people from this part of the world that have had an involvement. So, yeah, I, I love it. And it was a big part of my life and lots of friends and... Uh, you got to have a speed in an Indy Lights car. I, I did at one, uh, one stage as well, and, and I just thoroughly loved the whole US experience. And in many respects, would love to have stayed there if I could have. Neil, you, you're, you, you, for me, uh, from broadcaster to broadcaster, you're an incredibly talented broadcaster and, and a gentleman, at, uh, which is which is can be a rarity in this game. But were you a gentleman as a race car driver? <laughs> Ask Gregory. I would have run into him at least once or twice, and he would have wanted to get out and flatten me. So, I think uh, it was. I think it was round the other always. way, mate. <laughs> not always. As young Gregory will tell you, there are times when those of us that have been fortunate enough to race a car don't always behave as though you'd like to teach your children to behave. So um, that's all sport, though. It's all part of the passion. It's part of what makes it entertaining and interesting. And you've got to have that kind of passion and care and personality. So. Um, um, you know, I, I try to conduct myself as intelligently as I possibly can um, in the media sphere and, and in the industry we work with. And I guess the only way you can measure whether you've got it vaguely right is whether you've been able to hang around in it. And I've certainly been able to do that. So hopefully I haven't offended too many people along the way. But as a driver, sometimes you just genuinely do make mistakes and uh, you live to regret them or you go and apologise when you put your hand up. And there's other times where you end up actually in an in aggressive fight, truth be told. So um, I'm sure that, again, along the way, there's, there's probably been a few things that you may have rewritten in your life that you know you, you prefer to do differently. And I'm sure Murph will tell you exactly the same stories. It's, it's, but it's part of sport. You know, and anybody that doesn't care or want to fight for their corner is probably not going to be competitive. If you... Have you sort of uh, seriously, maybe maybe it's it's talked about in the book, I'm not sure, but have you seriously uh, sat there for a moment or, or talked to Aaron or someone about the fact that, you know, you raced in the top echelon in a Australasian motorsport and in the biggest category, um, you know, that we've, that we've ever had at, at the top level and... And then you've gone and, you know, and you did have a broadcasting sort of uh, vibe there and bits and pieces, but then you've gone and, and created this space where you are equally, and, and no disrespect, but in modern last 10, 15 years, more well-known for the, the incredible work you've done in, in broadcasting. I mean, that's a, I mean, that's a monumentous achievement to be at the top of the game in, 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 in two totally different parts of the business. It's pretty amazing. Have you have you sat there and really thought about that? Uh, it's, it's, it's a really interesting point, Murph, and it probably goes to that earlier question that um, 
that you guys were posing to me that that part of the process of doing the book makes you kind of stop and think that i mean you know exactly the life that we lead it's we're busy we're engaged one week leads to another month to another year to another season and it all just becomes a high-speed blur to an extent. So we're not good at taking pause and stopping and thinking about where we've no. been and what we've been doing. So one of the things that's been really good, I guess, in some respects, is to stand back and look at that um, from a, a slightly higher viewpoint. So I am grateful that, that those opportunities have arisen. And But I, there's no secret source. Um, I've just, you know, I've just thrown myself at the task. I think it starts, and people have asked from time to time, well, how do you do that or why have you done that or what, you know, how could I try and replicate it? I don't really have a logical answer other than that despite all the frustrations that you have in a business like this from time to time, underlying you need to love it and from a very early age it was more than love, it was really an obsession with everything to do with car racing. So it's a very short step for me whether you drive one to whatever abilities and extent you've got whether you talk about one or explain the nuances or enjoy the company of people that want to know more about it, it's kind of all the same thing for me. So I've, it wasn't like I got up one morning and said, oh, I want to go after doing television or any of that stuff. It just happened, really. And I think that the, the your peers recognise whether or not it comes from the heart or whether you're trying to manufacture those, those um, credentials. So... Uh, you know, I've just been lucky in that, you know, I've, I've had that passion. I've been able to exercise it. I love talking about it. Um, I, I love the joy and the theatre and the highs and the lows of motorsport and, and particularly enjoy it if you can share things where you'll be with a, either might be just an individual as a friend or it might be a group of people. It might be an audience in radio or television and you can just share things that they didn't necessarily know about the person or the car or the performance of them or some other thing and so it's just gratifying when you hear someone literally say oh I didn't know that that's really interesting so you kind of get that little bit of tick and juice from it and that's that's what keeps me going but I certainly feel privileged that whether it's by design or serendipitous accident I don't know but somewhere along the line I've managed to to stay in it and fortunately able to to prolong my career in it and I'm you know, it scares me to stop and think about my age and how long I've been in and out of that paddock. But other than the trip to the US, I've fundamentally been in the what we now describe as the supercars paddocks permanently since 1985. There'll be a lot of people listening that go, Jesus, when was that? It was a long time ago. No, it's <laughs> and, made, um, made it's, it made it's nothing. And the privilege, the privilege <laughs> is all ours. Neil Crompton, the best of luck uh, with that book. We're going to give away two copies of it next week. So uh, thanks for sharing some stories with us, mate. And uh, we'll talk again. We appreciate your time. Can't wait, can't wait to see you again in face-to-face, mate, and catch up. 100%. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate the chat. See you soon. <laughs>